of the International Secret Police. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Carlos and Commandant Ricard are exploring a passage through which, presumably, the octopus has made his escape from a house in Marrakesh. They have left speed in the wine cellar from whence the passage started, but suddenly are stopped in their tracks by the sound of his frantic voice calling them back. Clint loses no time in returning to his nephew, and we find them together now with speed holding a piece of paper in his hand. Oh, speed! Speed, what's wrong? Why did you call us back? Well, maybe he could have waited, Clint. But, gosh, I was so excited when I found this paper that I yelled before I knew what I was doing. Theo Smith, we thought the octopus himself had your speed. What has this paper to say that it excites you so, eh? May we? I also would like to know. It is not good for me to run so fast at my age for no reason at all. There was plenty of reason, all right, Commodore Ricard. This paper has the mark of the octopus on it. What? Uh Let me see its speed. Here you are, Clint. It's a letter to you. Wait a minute. It says... You have failed again, Clint Barlow. What does he mean, failed? He's the one that's failed. Didn't he have Marrakesh all staked out for our landing? If Clint hadn't gone into those power dives over the foreign leads of barracks, those octopus gangsters might have mobbed us. Now, hold on, Speed. Let me finish this. You have failed again, Clint Barlow. And you will always fail where I am concerned. I am now going into the Sahara. If you attempt to follow me there, then you are more stupid than even I think you. The octopus. Insolence. No, no, no. He even has the nerve to tell you where he is going. See, this octopus fellow has plenty of insolence to me, but no nerve. Otherwise, he would stay and meet Clint face to face. That's right, Carlos. Seems like he's afraid to actually face Clint. I don't think it's lack of courage, Speed, but something else. When we know what that something else is, we may know who the octopus is. Meantime, we must decide on our next move. You, You will follow this monster into the desert? Then I will notify every legion outpost in the Sahara... You will have our full cooperation, Monsieur Barlow. Thank you, Commandant. We appreciate that, and we'll call on the Legion many times, no doubt, during the following months. But I'm not so sure that we should go directly into the Sahara. Why not, Clean? If that is where the octopus is. But is he? Why should he tell us where he's going when he fled from us here in Marrakesh? Gosh, that's right. But uh, there is no other place for him to go if he went, as we think, by caravan. Marrakesh is the gateway to the desert. The octopus wouldn't travel by caravan long, Commandant. In China and Tibet... He had a fast fleet of planes at his disposal. And I imagine he has the same here in Africa. No, I'm inclined to think that the octopus would like nothing better than to see us risk our lives in a Sahara search while he furthered his ambitions in some other location entirely. Risk our lives in the Sahara, Clint? Yes. A flight over this desert would be extremely hazardous speed. Many a French ace has disappeared forever in the silences of its ever-changing dunes. However, that won't hold us back when the time for such a flight comes. I want to be sure that the time has come before we tackle it. Ah, you are wise, Clint. But where else would you look for the octopus? You remember me telling you that Buchanan, one of the chief stockholders of the Atlantean Syndicate, disappeared under mysterious circumstances in Leopoldville? See, I remember it well. But what has these to do with the whereabouts of the octopus? Originally, we were going to fly directly to the Belgian Congo and Leopoldville to investigate this disappearance. 
But circumstances altered our plans. Now, however, Gosh, I can... Clint, you mean we might go to Leopoldville after all? I haven't decided, Speedy. Commandant Ricard. Uh, oui? Have you a detailed map of the Sahara and your courses? Oh, mais oui, Monsieur Barrow. Not only of the Sahara, but of Central and Southern Africa as well, if you wish. I also have a relief map of the Sahara. I, I, I made it myself. <laughs> you see, such maps are a hobby of mine. A relief map of the desert? Oh, c'est vrai, speed. It shows the general topography of the country near our outposts. I also show the more important oasis where water is to be found. Well, that's important on the desert, all right. May I suggest that we go to the barracks immediately then and study these maps of yours, Commandant, so that we may decide our future course? But surely. One thing bothers me, though. What's that, Carlos? This relief map that Le Commandant speaks of. We will. And what have you to say about it, Del Valle? How do you keep track of the shifting sand dunes on it, amigo, eh? You this day, Come, let us go to the barracks immediately, Monsieur Barlow, before he thinks of anything else. <laughs> Very well. And I'd like to know what the octopus is thinking about right now. Zabul. Zabul. Yes, octopus master. Silence, fool. You know better than to call me by name. Oh, forgive me, master. The past excitement has caused me to grow careless. I have no need for careless men, Zabul. They are dangerous. I humbly seek your forgiveness. Waste no more time in such talk, but let your actions speak for you in the future. Meantime, walk as close as possible beside my camera. I do not wish to be overheard by anyone. There is little danger now since we are nearing the city walls. I would give a great deal to know if Kiri succeeded in silencing Abu and welcoming the secret police with his poison darts. Kiri has never failed. Ah, there is always a first time. However, the pygmy is to be trusted. I feel that. If he fails and is captured, he will not talk. No, he is too savage for that. He hates all civilization. I am surprised that he obeys you, master. Only because he fears me, Zabul. Even a savage can be governed by fear. But I must know what happened in the house of Sidi El Galifi. How can you know? We shall soon be beyond the city gates and out in the far reaches of the Sahara. You will not come with me through the city gates, Zabul. You, you would leave me here in Marrakesh, Master, with the city being searched by the Foreign Legion. Bolo must have told Commandant Ricard everything before they came to the house of Sidi El Galifi. You will only stay long enough to learn what happened in that house after we left it, Zabul. Contact our spies. Learn everything you can concerning the activities and future plans of the secret police. If they lived. <laughs> By now they must have found my note in the wine cellar. And after I learn all this, where shall I meet you? At the secret hangar on the desert. You will fly into the desert, master? That will depend on what news you bring back to me. Go now. And see that you return with full details as to Barlow's plan. Uh, maintenant, this is the map room, mes amis. My gosh, just look at the maps, Clint. The walls are covered with uh, them. Oui, they show every part of Africa in detail, my young friend. Can those maps be depended on, Commandant? Well, uh, yes and no, monsieur. Uh, much of the desert and the jungle is, uh, shall we say, uh, impermanent, ever-changing. On the desert, one may be looking at the landscape of sand dunes, along comes a wind, and poof, one is in a strange country. The same in the jungle. Not with sand and wind, but with jungle growth. Vines and creepers which grow almost as one watches them. But these maps that you see around you are the best of Africa of any maps in existence. That I will guarantee. Well, that's good enough for me, Commodore. First, may we see the one of the Sahara? Oh, may we? I, I take it from the wall. Come see. And spread it on this big table. Come so. Gee, that's swell. All right, now let's see. Here we are in Marrakesh, up here. And the last reports we had on the Atlantean expedition... 
was that they were operating somewhere near the town of Regan. Regan? That is down here. Uh, treacherous country, Monsieur Barlow. I feel sorry for anyone digging for a lost continent in that part of the Sahara. Do you think the octopus would go to the expedition, Clint? It isn't likely, Sveen. But that might be the very reason he would go there. You mean, it would be too obvious a place for the octopus to hide himself. So we would look there first, perhaps. Or else never look there because it was too obvious. So he would hide there, see? What does this fellow talk about? Huh? <laughs> never mind, Commodore. Carlos gets a little involved at times, but he always understands the general idea. Ah, you are the one who gets involved, Clint. <laughs> you not only think our next move, but also what the other men might think. And then you think out a way to outwit that thought. Gosh, I'm getting dizzy. <laughs> I think we'd better concentrate on the map. Come on, Dom. Mm. If we did decide to fly across the, the Sahara, what would be our best layovers? So you mean uh, flying due south toward the, the Belgian Congo? Uh, yes. Well, let us see now. I would suggest that you first stop at the Colombeshire after taking off from Marrakesh. Uh, this is one of our outposts. Oh, I see. Well, that isn't a very long hop for such a plane as ours. Well, perhaps not, but you have not done much flying in such conditions as await you on the Sahara, no? No, I guess not. Then it is not wise to tax yourselves or your plane to the limit in the beginning. It may be necessary later on, perhaps, but not now. Yeah. So, after leaving Colombeshire, you fly to Adra. Nay, it would be best to refuel somewhere along in there, eh? I suggest Regan, your next stop. There is a great deal of gasoline there. Well, that's good news. Ah, then we come to Kano. This is rather a large city, mes amis. And the Emir there is a good man, very good man. You will find him most powerful and most friendly. He is anxious to preserve law and order. A good man and just. I shall give you a letter to him. Uh, he can help you from Kano on. But the country we have just discussed is the true desert. I would say the most dangerous part of your flight. Exactly what's dangerous, Commandant. Oh, mostly the sun and the wind, the terrible wind. It rouses sandstorm speed, which bury everything in too short a time. Oases such as you see on my relief map over there are even buried by the furious sands of those storms. Imagine tall palm trees. Gee, I'd hate to have to land in one of those storms. Uh, I pray that you never have to, my young friend. A landing even in good weather is most hazardous because of those shifting sands. Yeah, that is very true. You would need sand skis on the plane, Clint. And that is one thing she has not. But Clint's landed in sand before, Commandant. He could chance any sort of landing field and set down right side up. Well, I hope we won't have to make any forced landings. Now, what about these outposts you've mentioned, Commandant? Do they have any sort of landing fields? Oh, mais oui. It is most necessary in our work now, Monsieur Barlow. Air service is opening up the interior of Africa very fast. Uh, now, we still experiment, but eventually... Wait. Uh, uh, Qu'est-ce que c'est? Well, you know better than to interrupt like that, Speed. But someone's listening to us, Clint. What, listening? What's me? Where? I saw someone move at the window over there. Oh, that means only one thing. An octopus spy has been listening to our plans. You... Raise the alarm. We may catch him yet. Sonnez l'alarme! Sonnez l'alarme! 